The state and the country are in the midst of one of the worst flu seasons in nearly a decade. An unexpected spike in cases and related deaths have caused the state of Kentucky to declare a flu epidemic. We're going to discuss what that means and why the influenza infection has become so widespread and how to stay healthy while it is. Stay with us. This is Inquire. For the Mr. Inquirer, I'm Don Wilkins, and joining me are health reporter Renee Beasley-Jones and Jessica Austin, who is a senior epidemiologist at the Green River District Health Department. And I want to start with Renee. Through your reporting, Renee, what seems to be the local effect and what kind of numbers are you seeing? Well, it's high. I got in touch with Owensboro Health Regional Hospital, which is, of course, the largest hospital in our readership area. And I have some numbers here to give people an idea In January 2018, Owensboro Health Regional Hospital had 590 positive flu swabs. So 590 people were diagnosed with the flu. That compares to 113 for the same month last year in 2017. And the previous high, the peak last year, was 474, and that was in February of 2017. Now I'm going to go to admissions at Owensboro Regional Health. They had 87 patients last month who were admitted into the hospital for flu as compared to 15 patients in 2017, January 2017. And the previous high had been February 2017 when they admitted 72. So you can tell by looking at those numbers alone. Now, Muhlenberg County, uh, I always check with their their health department separately. They're not included in these numbers. They have their own hospital down there. It's owned by Owensboro Health, but they report their numbers to Muhlenberg County officials. There's a difference between what is swabbed and what's actually tested, and those numbers uh, will, will differ greatly. And, and I guess, Jessica, you can talk about the difference Uh, with those numbers? In public health, we, uh, our surveillance is all based on what we call a PCR test, and it's more of a confirmatory test, whereas when people go to urgent care or into the ER or their local provider's office, they usually will do what they call a rapid influenza test, and those tests um, are diagnostic tests. It's real quick so that the doctor or your provider can determine yes or no, we're dealing with flu and treat um, more quickly. Um, The state health department um, does not count those um, in their national statistics that they report to the CDC. Um, They only uh, count PCR, which is more of a confirmatory test because it's a more reliable and consistent uh, result that you get from those tests as opposed to the rapid test, which you could get false negatives um, with the rapid test. But once again, it's a more rapid result. Therefore, you can treat the patient quickly and hopefully lessen the time of their illness. Renee, so what are our local officials and doctors, I mean, how are they describing this year's flu outbreak to you? Uh, Well, Owensboro Health officials told me that right after Christmas, the flu season picked up a lot, and it stayed heavy through about the first two weeks of January. And then it started to drop off a little bit as far as Owensboro Health numbers. And Jessica, you can talk about what you saw in the greater Green River District Health Department area. 
Sure. In the seven counties that we cover uh, at the Green River District Health Department, uh, we saw very similar trends um, as Owensboro Health did. Our other hospitals uh, reported higher levels of flu activity uh, the first two weeks of uh, January, and then we've kind of seen a very gradual decrease in the number of those rapid positive uh, test results that have been reported to us over the, the last two weeks in January. So that's promising. And now, you know, Jessica, the, the state has declared this a flu epidemic. So what d exactly determines a, an epidemic? And, you know, is there a magic number that goes into this? You know, because the people get people get flu every year. That's right. Uh, epidemic, really, the definition of epidemic is higher than what we would see in a typical flu season. So uh, over the years, they've been doing flu surveillance and um, average out, you know, what the typical flu season is. And so this year we are above what that average is. There's not really a magic number per se, but it's above what we would expect to see during this time frame uh, in the flu season. As for me, I got the flu shot this year, back in October to be exact. And so far so good, but I want to ask you about those vaccines. Uh, how protected am I or anyone else from the flu uh, by getting this annual shot? Well, the flu vaccine is not 100% effective, which we all know, um, but it is our best protection against the flu. And right now the CDC um, is, the verdict is still out on what the effectiveness is of the flu vaccine this year for the U.S. Um, there have been some other studies that have been released um, in Australia and in Canada that range anywhere from 10% effective to 40% effective. Um, but the CDC should be coming out with a statement in the next two weeks um, to state what they feel that the effectiveness of the flu vaccine is for the U.S. for this specific flu season. So in other words, in, in most cases, I guess, if you haven't had the flu, you probably know somebody who has had the flu this year, right? For sure. Yeah, one of my, one of my daughters, I have three kids, and one of my daughters has been, she's had the flu, and and, and so far, the rest of us have stayed okay. It, so, um, and, I, and it is kind of strange how that how that works. I guess my wife's been going around with Lysol and spraying everything as as my daughter goes and touches everything. <laughs> so, um, so okay. So, who determines the flu strain uh, and, and how that's given, and how accurate is it? You know, is is, is it anything like predicting the weather? Because <laughs> if, 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 if that's the case, we're in trouble, that's right? That's right. That's right. Well, uh, there's a lot of very intelligent and smart people, um, scientists and doctors uh, from a multitude of organizations, uh, the CDC, the World Health Organization, uh, NIH, uh, that come together and based on surveillance of past previous uh, flu seasons as well as flu seasons in the other hemisphere on the other side of uh, the world, um, they follow the, the surveillance and the statistics of those flu seasons and um, report that all back to the World Health Organization, um, who base each year's flu vaccine on what has been seen in previous seasons as well as what, like I said, was, has been seen in the flu season um, in other hemispheres. The World Health Organization makes a recommendation uh, for the U.S. and the FDA actually is who makes the final decision on which strains go into our seasonal flu vaccine. So the strains that are contained in the flu vaccine can be tweaked or changed from year to year based on what we've seen in previous flu seasons or um, in flu seasons in other areas. The flu 
strains that we see every year tend to drift, and um, they're very fickle viruses that are kind of hard to pinpoint. So that's why the flu shot every year is really a best guess of what we're going to see and the strains that are most likely to circulate in our area. What are some of the myths about the flu shot? I would say the number one myth that we hear uh, is that the flu shot caused someone to get the flu, and that's false. The flu shot is... um, it's not a live virus. It's an attenuated virus, or it's like a virus that's been killed, but your body um, sees a picture of it and knows how to fight that. Um, but there's no, it cannot cause the flu virus. That's really the main. That's really the main myth. I think that we fight at the health department. Well, I got the flu shot, and then I got the flu. Um, that may be the case, but it wasn't caused by the flu virus. You may have already come in contact with somebody that uh, was sick, and then. It does take two weeks for the flu shot to become effective in, um, in your system. So in other words, is it, is it best to get that flu shot at the beginning of what the, would be considered the flu season uh, instead of waiting until, say, now? Most definitely. I'd say um, early on in the flu season, you know, it gives yourself, your body time to build up those antibodies to fight off any flu virus, and it's also been proven that it's, you know, it's going to continue protecting your body over over the span of the flu season. And the actual range of the flu season goes from when to when? Um, flu season really can go anywhere from October to May, according to the CDC. But typically we see the peak um, bes- between December and February. But, you know, tip- other flu seasons have peaked later in March and so on and so forth. But in the typical flu season, we will see a peak between January and February typically. So when we talk about different flu strains, is there one flu strain that's worse than the other? All of the flu strains that we're seeing circulate this flu season have been linked to deaths, but the most common flu strain we're seeing is H3N2, um, but that it's not necessarily that you're going to get more sick because of that strain. It really just depends on uh, the patient and maybe other contributing factors if they're in poor health otherwise before they became sick with the flu. Um, So really there's not one strain that's more harmful than the other. It really depends on kind of the big picture of what's going on um, with that particular patient. So are are there any particular age groups that are more at risk than others? People age 65 and over, uh, children under the age of five, and pregnant women are our high risk groups when we're talking about flu. And that will wrap up our show for this week. And I want to thank health reporter Renee Beasley-Jones and Jessica Austin for joining me. To send us questions or to provide feedback, email us at newscasts at messenger-inquire.com. Remember, you can find us on the Messenger Inquire's website, its mobile app, and iTunes, where you can subscribe and rate the show. Until next time, I'm Don Wilkinson. Good day for Inquire.